page 31. Page 31. The truth of the matter. We encounter many problems in our lifetime that affect the nouns in our lives. We all have and will have issues, disappointments, frustrations that I call storms that will oppress us mentally or physically or both. So many experience heaviness, weight or burden, sadness or anger, and one's immediate concern is to relieve the pain. My first thought is to medicate or self-medicate, which is a temporary fix. Others are high-functioning addicts during the day wearing a mask and crashing at night with their medication to sleep. There is dysfunction everywhere because we are attempting to resolve issues, whether physically or mentally, without God. Doing so opens the door to dissatisfaction and we're called into darkness and is expressed by what we see and hear. Darkness enters our thoughts and emotions which influences our choices that produces what we see, what we say in our behavior. We seek for someone or something to fill that void within us that can only be filled by God. In his infinite wisdom, he has prepared a way out of darkness, an escape plan that shines a light on the footsteps out of the prison in our minds to freedom. After we have gone from one relationship to another, this job to that job, purchase all the things that our income will allow, we still find ourselves unhappy or dissatisfied. We expect others to have that magic formula to make us happy. And the truth is that it is an inside job and it starts with you. We sometimes find ourselves in cycles going around and around the same mountain, even though we change the nouns in the journey. God has prepared the answer and is through Jesus Christ, for he is the key to your freedom, purpose, and destiny and gives you hope for tomorrow. On the front cover, we first see icons strategically placed to represent that love sent love to rescue everyone on earth out of darkness. God is love, and he sent his son, Jesus, to rescue us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Secondly, we see dark clouds and lightning where it rains on everyone and is indicative of the storms of life where it will rain on male, female, sons, and daughters. And the darkness is a deception with no perception of the answer to the problems. These storms of darkness without any sense of light may lead to sickness and disease, depression and anxiety, fear and unbelief, and unfortunately, destruction and death. Darkness attacks our soul where our minds, emotion, and will are housed. We can experience attacks from every direction and by every noun, and at the same point, it can overwhelm us, especially if there is not an effective outlet or solution. However, if you look closer, the background is white, which represents light, and many can't see the light because they are so inundated by darkness. Jesus is the light in darkness. Jesus Christ is the light in darkness, and once we receive him, he will shine the truth on the deception and lies that have has oppressed us as if we allow if we allow him. His purpose is not only to save mankind, but to destroy the works of the devil, liar, evil worker, and oppressor, 
whose method of operation is to kill, steal, and destroy. Oh, but it is finished. He was sent to rescue us out of <coughs> excuse me out of darkness. Men are broken hearts and set us free from the prisons we've been locked in. Freedom is ours if you receive the light. He is the solution to the problem problems, but it is your choice to stay in the darkness or reach for the light. This book is not about the problem, it's about the answer. Choose this day to receive the answer that is available for you and everyone else. This is a self-help book where it is required for one to look on the inside of oneself to promote the love of God, guide people into the kingdom of God, and lead them to the truth of the matter. He has given us the new beginning through his Son, Jesus Christ, and you can have access to him and the answers to issue, to issues and problems that would eventually show up in your life's journey. After trying to resolve them, problems, and failing to achieve the optimum results time and time again, you must try another strategy. The best and only effective strategy given for mankind is to finally surrender to the one who knows you by name. You must decide to believe and receive what is offered from God through Jesus Christ. Only you can make that decision for yourself, for it's a personal thing and is the wisest move you will ever make in your entire life. So whose child are you anyway? Whose child are you? There are two spiritual influences that govern you in your life, and they commence their works upon our birth and sometimes before birth. One is evil and present lies, while the other loves and produces only the truth. The evil influence is present at birth because of our sinful nature, but thanks be to God we all have hope, for he brings love and grace. For we have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, forgive me for the mispronunciation, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. That's Romans 3rd chapter, verse 23 through 25. As a child grows, they will act and copy whatever they see and hear. Whatever the father and mother does, the child does. They don't reason or put logic in what they do. They just copy or mimic. Even as babies, can one see traces of a sinful nature that we inherit? Toddlers are not taught to lie, but we hear them come out of their mouths and respond with shock reactions and wonder where that come from. We were born into a sinful world and are unaware of evil influences and darknesses. Unfortunately, we are not taught these things and believe this is the way life should be. If you ask children why they did something or said something wrong, they would say, I don't know. If the parents said bad words, the child would say, we'll say them, not knowing the meaning of them. Same with the behavior. They see, they simply copy it. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father he will do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and bold not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore heareth them not, because you are not of God. John, 8th chapter, 41st through the 47th verse. Whose child are you? We are born into a sinful world because we inherited from Adam and Eve when they both disobeyed and ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil after being tempted by Satan. Through the temptation from Satan, first making her doubt what the Lord said to her and then twisting the word of God perversion and lying to her saying she would not surely die. He went even further in deception by appealing to her pride. She wanted more knowledge than given by God already and carnality raised his ugly head. She ate and gave to her husband, and he ate. This is where sin entered the earth. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the, God, the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is drink, the garden, God has said, you should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you should not surely die. For God knows, doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and get also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That's found in Genesis, third chapter, one through six in the King James Version. Satan is still doing the same thing at this very hour through deception and temptation. He perverts the truth and convinces one to step out of the will or protection of God. Whose child are you? Children are supposed to obey and trust their parents. But without spiritual discernment or blindness removed and the ability to hear the truth, we are left becoming the victim from the evil one's tactics. We go through life thinking we are okay, and the rest of the world agrees. Only through revelation and the pulling of the Holy Spirit can we discover that the devil is manipulative, and his method of operation, MO, is to lead us away from the truth through lies, deception, and temptation. Until we can hear the truth of the word and grasp the understanding that we are being deceived, we will only hear what the kingdom of darkness presents. In 1 John 2nd chapter, verses 16 through 17, we see, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The same type of temptations that Satan presented to Jesus when he was sent into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit 
I described above in the Garden of Eden. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. For they're not of God, but of this world. We would see the enemy tactics all around us if we took the time that we do not have to observe. Yet, therein is another trap. The world or society prompts us to work at a fast pace, make quick decisions, and sometimes we become upset in things, nouns, move slower than we think it should. Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you would. We have two keys here to unlock, being used and abused by the devil. It begins with receiving Jesus, the only key that unlocks bondages and burdens. Jesus was sent to set us free. And secondly, he has given us keys and gifts to stay free. Without accepting and believing that he was here and went through what we are going through and receiving the freedom that only he can give, we, you, will remain in bondage, slavery in the kingdom of darkness. Receiving Jesus transfers one into his kingdom of light. Finally, your eyes will begin to see the traps and snares of the enemy because the word of God will enlighten your soul. We must choose to live in the light instead of the darkness. No decision means no light, and it is an individual and personal thing. One might say that Satan tempted Eve with pride, a sin that he was guilty of practicing. In Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 17, Satan, Lucifer, is exposed and mentions that he wanted to be like God, but there is only one God, and he will not share his glory. Let's read. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides, sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thy shall be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall nearly look upon thee, and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? Scriptures in the Word of God clearly defines characteristics and behaviors of one that are still in darkness and mimic, mimicking the devil or those who have chosen to receive love and all his benefits. A few presented below, just in case one is still trying to reason or are confused or not yet convinced of where they stand. There is no middle ground when one is in darkness because of lack of knowledge or consciously deciding by not believing or choosing to receive the light. So whose child are you? The word of God in Matthew 7, verses 16 to 20 says that we should check our fruits. Is it good or evil? You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or farms or figs of thistles? <laughs> Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. 
A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. What about your, our works, and our deeds? Galatians 5, verses 16 to 26 says, We can check ourselves by looking in the mirror to see if we are found in the works of the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit and displaying the fruit of the Spirit. Let's read. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fortification, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies. Envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. Let's not be desires of vain glory provoking one another, envying one another. Let's go to Romans first chapter, verse 24 to 31, and read what is going on right this moment, but also search our own hearts, for it is a heart thing. Verse 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, excuse me, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, 
who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them, that do them. We must see ourselves, for we are responsible first, of, first for what we say and do. And when we get the understanding and find ourselves walking in the spirit, faith, and love, then we can extend our, our hands to mankind to point them to the truth that only comes from God, through Jesus Christ. For we are in the last days, and everyone must make a choice, and no one can make it for you. A reservation must be made here on earth to ensure that you are in the kingdom of God's dear son, Jesus, or whether you will spend eternity in hell, darkness forever and ever. Daily we see the manifestations of rebellion against God's selfishness and the works of Satan. Let's read 2 Timothy, 3rd chapter, verse 1 through 5. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, sounds familiar, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. We, you, must choose which kingdom you will be in, and that choice will also affect your words and deeds. Therefore, one must be careful of what you choose, because it's not only, it not only governs your behavior, but also determines your destiny. When we begin to understand some of these truths, everything in the Word of God is truth, we can effectively surmise whether we are in the light or dark. Remember, it is a choice and no one can make it for you. So whose child am I? And what if God is not my father? The good news is, it's not too late to transfer kingdoms. In John chapter 3, verse 3 through 8, we find that Jesus answered the same question. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it list, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. There is no exception to the rule. All mankind must be born again to gain a new beginning and become a new creature. It takes one decision to transfer from darkness to light and out of Satan's bondages. Don't let him continue to deceive and blind you from the truth. Jesus was sent to destroy the works of the devil. Let's read in 1 John 3, verses 7 through 10. And it is such, Little children, let no man deceive you. 
He that doeth righteous is righteous. Righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and cannot sin, because he is born of God. Is this the children, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil? Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Good news, though. God loved the world, mankind, so much he sent Jesus, and he tells us why. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be man manifest, that they are wrought in God. In first John in John, the first chapter, verses nine through ten reveals that it's it's about your heart. You gotta check it, then confession. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 13 reveals it is a heart thing. God is after your heart, so we must confess with our mouth and believe what we are saying to receive what we are asking. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Once we confess with our mouth and repent of our sins, we must follow through by getting baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we read Acts chapter 2, verse 37 through 38, we see the instructions given, and everyone must do the same. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what should we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In conclusion, whose child are you? When you do an honest heart check and look at your own works and fruit and find that you are still in the kingdom of darkness, there is good news. There's only one way out, and it's through choosing to be transferred to the kingdom of light, repenting of your sins, 
confessing with your mouth and believing with your heart by receiving Jesus Christ into your heart and being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Begin your new life by receiving your new beginning by sincerely asking out loud, Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins, known and unknown, including unbelief and disobedience. I believe you were sent to rescue me by dying on the cross in my place for me. You shed your blood to redeem me back to God. I believe that you rose from the dead to destroy the works of the devil and set me free from all bondages because you love me. Come into my heart and fill me with your Holy Spirit so that my eyes are open to see that you have been there from the beginning. Open my ears so that I can hear your voice only and not a stranger. Break all hindrances that have blocked and blinded me from the truth and fulfilling my destiny in you. Give me the gift of the whole language so that I can communicate directly with God. For the veil that separated us was torn by you, and I now have access. I receive you and all that belongs to me in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, please teach and guide me to the right nouns to fulfill my purpose on this earth. Thank you, Jesus, for saving, healing, and delivering me. Congratulations. If you sincerely prayed this prayer, you have, been taking, you have taken your first step into your new beginning from God through Jesus Christ. The angels are in heaven are rejoicing. So receive the joy of the Lord in Jesus' name. Now, discover what belongs to you, who you have become, and how to use what you got already. I speak blessings upon you and send you love. Peace. For my Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.